0: And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Team Building Podcast. Uh, My name is Andy Cuny. Um, If you don't remember who I am, I have been with Jeff for about 12 years. I was the uh, success manager with him for his real estate team um, all the way back in 2012, 2013, and then uh ended up becoming his team success manager all the way up to now I'm an owner and one of the league coaches for Elite Real Estate Systems. And with me today is the star of the show which is Dave Friedman. How are you Dave? Good, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm excited. Okay, so I read your bio and I will say this. You have one of the longest bios of any guest that I have got to interview, <laughs> which is am- I was like it keeps going. He's done more. I I always felt like the infomercial, but wait, there's more, right? And so I kept going on (laughs) it. So what I would love to do is, um, is I know that when I'm listening to these podcasts and I try and listen to new podcasts all the time, I'm always trying to consume more and more and more, is I always want to know who I'm speaking to so that I can start to relate and filter out the information they're giving me. So could you start out and tell us um, just a little bit about like where you're from. I know you're, I know you're in Charleston. Um, but right. But there's always just, there's not just Charleston. It's like the tri county area, all that kind of stuff. What your numbers look like, what your average price point is. How many agents do you have? What's the organization of your team look like? So people can start to think, Oh, I don't do that. How can I do that? Or I do do that. Why is he doing it better? Those types of things. So just kind of give us a little bit of an introduction to you and what your business looks like.
0: Sure. Yeah, Dee Friedman, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I'm originally from uh, the Detroit area, I moved here in two thousand eight and started a team in two thousand fourteen. Okay. And uh, what it looks like now is this year we're on pace to do about four hundred and fifty, five hundred transactions. Nice. Uh, um, we have about we yeah we have about thank you we have about twenty realtors on the team. Okay. And we also have a inside sales team. They uh, convert all of our new leads into appointments for the agents agents go on those appointments and then once we'll your contract we have a listening closing coordination team that um helps deliver on like the client experience they're after. and yeah that's that's mostly how we're set up
1: okay so let me dive into those because i want some answers to those questions because that one answer can be right it can be done a bunch of different ways so i want to get into the nitty-gritty yeah. And people are like mm, that was really quick what right like how is he really doing it so if I heard you right. You guys are going to do about four to 450 transactions, which is a lot. Tell me this: how many of those are you still in production? No. Oh, oh, even better. I love this. Okay, <laughs> how long since you've been in production?
0: We I got out of production pretty quickly. We started a team in 2014, and 2016 I exited production. Okay, went back in briefly in 2017, and then back out again. So. Okay, and you know what? That's
1: not um, that's not too uncommon, right? Because you usually, take your biggest hit—that one year where you're like, "Okay, I'm out," right? And then you're like, oh, "I'll go back in a little bit" because it's a really high—you know—it's the high use of your time, income-producing activities dollar per hour. And so you go back in just while you kind of fix a few things. But so you've been out six years.
0: It was it was actually a little different. It was uh, we had somebody great to take it over for me, and then he decided to move. A few states away, so oh, I didn't okay. have I didn't have two people in the role, so it all so it came back to me. Gotcha. So that, okay, then, that makes sense. Um, so then hired two people, so that way I had a backup just in case that happened. Oh, you had somebody cross trained.
1: I love it. Okay, so so then yeah. the next thing is is you guys were doing you're doing about four to four fifty. All twenty of your agents are going to do that. Now I'm sure it's not straight across the board, but if you have twenty agents, that's averaging them out to each doing over 20 units. That's really good per-agent productivity for a team that size.
0: And about a third of them are, are fairly new. And okay. so they haven't ramped up their production. And okay. so we're, we're on pace to do about 450, 500 with, uh, you know, there's 13 that are in full swing right now. Got and so, so we have about a third of the team that's currently building, ramping up their pipeline okay. to be able to be at, you know, two, two three deals a month.
1: Okay, so what is the most transactions that, an aid, like, what does your top agent do that's on your team currently?
0: You know, in, in the, we used to be a lot more listing heavy. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be that way. Mm-hmm. But sure. when we were a lot more listing heavy, like 120, 130.
1: Okay, so you have one agent that's doing 120 or 130. That's Now, how do you keep, everybody's like, mm. how do you keep that agent in your world now? Right, Dave. Why has that agent left and gone and start their own team, or decided to bail? Like, how are you keeping that talented person around?
0: Yeah, I think at that kind of volume, um, it takes a special person to be able to a do that, right? And take the time and the sacrifice that it takes to like have that kind of volume. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's high churn. You have higher churn when somebody's doing that kind of volume. You know, yeah. so. You know, we've had we've had people get burnout from that position and go into other positions. You know, leadership roles, uh, like recruiting roles, sales leader roles, and um, or we had one that like just left, moved to a different state. You know, and started his own team. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it takes a special person that wants to do that much volume. And, And quite honestly, I don't know that I thought it was really cool at the time. And that's kind of what, what I wanted everybody to be doing. Right. And and that's not really how I think about it anymore. You know, I don't like, I think, I think that's changed? wonderful. Yeah. I just, I think you, you know, so if you have somebody doing that many transactions and they get burnt out or they don't like it anymore, or it just so much falls on one person or they decide to leave, mm-hmm. right. You have, you have to backfill that. And so it becomes, you know, it's, it becomes a little bit more challenging versus if you had, Five people doing that production, you know, if one were to decide to go do something else, then it easily gets smoothed out between the other four, you know, everyone's happy. So, um, so I think it can create some like stressful situations when you have a producer like that um, that's doing maybe like 25%, 30% of the overall volume. Um, That
1: can be a tough situation to be in if 25% of of your volume wants to. Discuss commission splits, or d- discuss right moving out on their own. All of a sudden, it's like, well, wait a minute, right? It's hard to have a real conversation then instead of a conversation that that is born out of scarcity, right? If you got to have that conversation out of that's uh, born out of abundance, and that's tough to do with someone who is, you know, twenty to twenty-five percent of your volume.
0: Yeah, and if they hit a slump, you know, which people do from time to time, you know, and and you don't have. You know, other others to like redistribute that lead flow to mm-hmm. that appointment flow to, and you're just relying on you know one or two people in, th- in that role. It's 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 harder to like slow them down because yes. you also don't have several other people to smooth it out over. Right. Whereas whereas now you know we have some agents that do you know sixty seventy deals, and we have a bunch that do twenty to thirty. Um. Just all depends on what they're looking for. And But it's easier when you have a lot more people um, to, you know, if somebody's getting way ahead on how many appointments they have and, and they're lacking in the amount of transactions they should have out of it, just say, hey, let's, like, take a quick break on appointment flow. And you've got a great backlog to work through and find some deals out of there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, redistribute appropriately so that way you're not, you know, you're not, like... Digging somebody further into a hole of of lack of transactions from the amount of appointments they get, so it makes it a lot easier for us. To like basically pause people, you know. And uh, Darren, our sales leader, has done such such a great job leading in that fashion. We generate we generate traditionally like ninety to ninety five percent of the business that we do, like the team does for the agents.
1: Okay, and, and I, yeah, I want to get into that because heard you talk about an in house sales team, so I want to hear about that as well. But but yeah. keep going.
0: Yeah. So with that, it's, um, you know, like conversions are very important to us because we're, mm-hmm. we're the ones spending money on those leads. And so we prioritize that lead f- that appointment flow to the people that convert the highest. And, and if they drop below certain thresholds, you know, Darren's been such so great at leading the team with, with just pausing them, not as punishing, mm-hmm. but just as like, Hey, you're probably getting a little overwhelmed. Like I've been there before. It's not mm-hmm. fun. You know, there's high expectations and let's just, let's just have you like work your pipeline. It'll be less stressful. There's deals in there that you can find with people you already know and, and redistribute. So he's actually out in maternity leave. And so I'm, I've like filled in for him having one on ones and it's great. I'm getting messages from people like, Hey, I'm going to pause myself because I don't want to fall behind in you know, the expectation. Isn't that a great feeling?
1: When, yeah. when, Cause now, you know, they get it, they have clarity and they're on board. Like they understand. Right. And it takes a while, but man, when they get there, you're like, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you guys have an ISA team in house. So before we talk about how the leads are handled, where do you get your leads from? Like what type of lead sources do you use? What are the, what are those, um, uh, the things that you guys provide?
0: You know, we're we, we, we we're in Zillow Flex. We've been in Zillow Flex for about a year, coming up about two years, I think in like June, July. Okay. And um so we get a ton of business from Zillow Flex and super grateful for it. And it's it's an awesome um it's an awesome channel for us. And okay. uh they you know they they give us we convert really well, so they give us a ton of opportunity and mm-hmm. So we've actually cut back on a lot of our other lead sources just so we can maintain a high level of conversion and a high level of, um, you know, serving our clients. So we've we've done pay per click is a very successful channel for us for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously our database is a very successful channel for us. And you know, outside of that, um, on the listing side, we do radio, we do a lot of direct mail. Mm-hmm. Um, the traditional for sale by owners expires, you know, for rent by owner, right? All that stuff, and um, so yeah, that's primarily our main channels of business.
1: Okay, so question: I just had actually I had just this past week, we had a workshop here, and we had uh, like two or three people who were heavy into Zillow and Zillow Flex. So um, and so, I loved learning more and chatting with them about it. When you get those Zillow leads, right, that come in. And so, just for everybody out there who doesn't understand, what is a Zillow? Like, if I'm a real estate agent, I have a Zillow Flex lead coming in. What does that look like to me? Am I getting an an email about something? Is it a direct phone call? Like, what does that look like?
0: Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you have ever gotten a Zillow lead, let's Mm -hmm. say in the last year or so, um, and you're buying them currently, those are the same leads that we get. We just get them on a referral fee basis. So, we're not paying per lead, we're paying 25 to 35%. Per opportunity, their call center nurtures and works those um leads until they're at the point where they want to speak to a realtor or generally they want to go see a home. Okay. And so at that point, their call center is doing a live connection and a live transfer to us. So they call us, we pick up the phone, and that salesperson on the Zillow side transitions that conversation over to us. Okay. And that's that's yeah, that's the so that's how that fundamentals works. of that. Yeah, that's how that works. Perfect. So then my next question is how um
1: when that Zillow concierge person, right, is nurturing that lead and that somebody's, hey, there's a call to action, somebody wants something, and they send that over to you guys, do they send that over to an ISA on your team or are they sending that directly to an agent?
0: They they prefer them to go directly to agents just for the sake right. of like customer experience and And so on. We we actually do have them go to our inside sales team also. So I think we're a little unique in that regard. Okay. Um, And we 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 have very high conversions and also very high customer satisfaction scores. Mm -hmm. And so if it wasn't for that, if we were lacking somewhere, they would probably you know um, suggest that we change from sending them to the ISA team. However, it works. (laughs) You know they we grade all the phone calls and the ISAs crush it. We have like one of the best um, scores for for those recorded calls in in Flex and, and our conversions work really well. So uh, and oh, our yeah. satisfaction score is high.
1: They're not going to send them to you unless you close them, and if you close them, they'll keep sending, right? Because obviously they yeah. want that, that they want that uh, that referral commission. So that's, that's right. oh, okay. That's awesome. So. How many leads, because you have 20 agents, right? And you're setting them up with these appointments and things like that. How many leads a month are you receiving then that come into your ISA or the agents from the Zillow Flex program?
0: We're currently getting one, our, our allotment right now is about 182 over the next 30 days.
1: Okay, so 182. So we're with six a day-ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, so you're receiving six about six leads a day. And then what is your conversion ratio? Do you know that conversion ratio from leads that you guys are receiving from Zillow? Not the, you know, the ones that have been nurtured and have a call to action.
0: Yeah, we, we do. We, um, our average and our team, we look at it from two different ways. Zillow looks at it from like connection to close. And then we also look at it from like appointment to close, but Mm -hmm. uh, connection to close, we are around eight, eight and a half percent. And, um, From from appointment to close, we're generally around twelve to fifteen percent. Our average right now is twelve on the team. We have team members that are, you know, anywhere. We have some that are below that that are working into our pipeline, then we have some that are seasoned that are anywhere from like fourteen to twenty-two. Hi, I'm Jeff Cohn, founder of Elite Real Estate Systems, today's team coaching solution. We're excited to invite you to our 2023 team building
1: summit powered by elite real estate systems and our industry partners. Join us in downtown Omaha, Nebraska from May 31st to June 2nd, 2023, and hear from high level team leaders, broker owners, industry experts, and thought leaders from across the country. Learn from their business methodologies that made them dominant powerhouses. Learn more about this content-filled two-day event at theteambuildingsummit.com. See you in May. And then, so those are great. So when you get those in, have you looked at what your, um, like, the cost per lead then is basically based off of the commission you have to send out and and what your your ROI is with the Zillow Flex
0: program? Yeah, you know, it it pans out to about the same as if I was paying for them. Okay. Based on, because I can see the market rate in the zip codes in my area of how much they sell for. Right. And then I know what our conversions are, so it's really simple to find out. You know, for me to get, if I were to buy these things, for me to get one deal, mm-hmm. you know, it's the referral fee is about the same. Okay. And what is that
1: referral fee in your market? Because I, what is your average price point?
0: It, it, the referral fee varies based on price point from like twenty five percent to thirty five percent.
1: Oh, okay. So the is it is it inverse? So the higher the price point, the lower the referral fee, or does um, it go up based on the price point?
0: No, it's it the lower the price point, the referral fee actually goes down. Oh, okay, gotcha. So they, they yeah, I, I think it's just motivated. motivated. Yeah, exactly. It's a check it's like too skinny. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, that's like, like mm. motivation. And yeah. they don't
1: want yeah, and you don't want those conversions to go down because then that's, you know, they not you don't want them to stop from sending you the six hundred thousand dollar price point either, right? And that's right. So, yeah. Love it. Okay, cool. Uh, so how many IS so you have an in house sales team, how many in house sales agents do you have?
0: Uh we have four in the states and then okay. we also have a team in the Philippines there's about 10 people in the Philippines that are also uh doing a lot of prospecting and working older stuff in our database in addition okay. to circle prospecting to generate nurtures for for the call center here to set and and so we we do get I think I failed to mention that we do get a lot of great seller appointments out of that too. Okay so you have a uh, 10
1: ISAs that are virtual right they're Out of the country, that are doing a lot of circle prospecting, trying to just find anybody who's willing to have another phone call, right? Raise their hand, whatever. And then you send those over to your in-house team, which is four. Yeah. They follow up, ask uh, a little bit more in-depth questions, have maybe a little bit more complex conversation. And then, well, now does your ISA team place these into your CRM and then start to nurture them and then wait till there's a hand raise? Or do they send them off to an agent, even in the nurture phase?
0: They're supposed to nurture them until they're within three months of, of wanting to list their home. Okay, perfect. Yep. And, and then and, so... Oh, go ahead. And there, there's some instances where they make judgment calls where the person might be further out. Okay. Um, but they get the feeling maybe that the agent can... Maybe there's a reason that the agent can move up that person's time frame You know, right. by educating them on the market or whatever it happens to be. Yep. or Or, you know, sometimes we can... D- depending on the person um and their situation if they're talking to other realtors and such, like we'd rather go out there and like lock up that listing agreement even if they're not gonna list for nine months. You know, and then that way they there's a commitment to both sides. Uh, is, even though they might not transact right away.
1: That is one well A, that takes a talented ISA, so that's awesome. That speaks to the level of training that you guys are giving your ISAs. Number two, I love the coming later, right? Everybody always talks about the coming soon. Hey, I'm going to go get that signed. We're going to go live in a couple of weeks. I love the coming later, where we just have all of these listing agreements that are signed for the next twelve months. Yes, right, and there right. people are like, oh, I didn't meet with them because they're not ready to do anything for another you know twelve months. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Everybody More. gets
0: met with. Or even worse, I met with them, but I didn't sign them because oh. they're not ready for. Now. I'm like you. You just spent the time to go meet with them. Like what exactly,
1: you right? Knocked oh my god,
0: agreement. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. So then my next question is because I'm I'm trying to think like the person who's listening, right? And so my next question is, oh my god, you have amazing these four ISAs that are, that sound awesome. What do you pay your ISAs currently? Like a range.
0: Uh, they they currently get paid uh, the, a base of thirty thousand a year and then anywhere between five to seven percent of uh, gross commission.
1: And and is that gross commission off of leads that they nurtured and passed on, or of the total? Like you just split it out. Um, Do they have to have touched the lead to be to receive they, the commission? For,
0: for them to get the commission, they have to set the They have to be responsible for that appointment meeting one of our agents.
1: Okay, so you don't pay per appointment; you pay for appointment that closes. Yeah, got it. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So that's awesome. Okay. And then, how has turnover been when it comes to ISAs?
0: You know, it's been. It's. I think we're lucky to not have a lot of churn in the in the ISA department, and um, because I think it can be a very high turnover role, and I think that in a lot of industries it is, and within real estate I think it is. Right. And and so, but yeah, we we've had a pretty stable. We do have people come and go, you know, maybe for sure. for performance issues, or mm-hmm. they don't like what they're doing anymore, um, or they move into a different role. Maybe they became an agent on the team, yep. but um, but yeah, we've 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 had a lot of stability there.
1: Yeah, every uh, I, I hear a lot of people will have the conversation when talking about ISAs. Oh my gosh, ISAs! By the time they get really good, then they want those commission checks, right? And they want to become an agent, and I'm like. Yeah, that's horrible, having an agent who's good at prospecting. That'd be the worst, right? I'm like, this is amazing. I want a whole team that used to be ISAs. Um, but, but no, I love this. This is really good. Okay, so I've kind of hammered you on a bunch of like the numbers and right, that kind of stuff. But what I would love to hear about is I saw in your bio that you were on HGTV's House Hunters. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty sure... Um, that it, you didn't just show three houses and they chose one, right? But I would love it if you could give us a little bit of behind the scenes look of what that was like, right? Like what did what happened that we didn't get to see on the 30 minute show?
0: So we, we look at three houses and it okay. literally takes an entire day from like sun up to sundown, okay, to film, to film one house.
1: Wait, so it takes like an entire morning till evening the entire one showing one house. Yep.
0: Okay. We're, we're doing that showing over and over and over three, four times. And, you know, then we're taking breaks and then, you know, the producer comes over and is talking to me and is like, Hey, don't you think that, you know, what if you were to say this to like Heather and Adam, right? You think that get them riled up? I'm like, probably, but I, you know, do I want to be doing that? I don't know. (laughs) They want to, they want to create drama and they want to create, You know the stuff that people watch the show for, watch like reality TV for, and so it's funny because they they try to instigate you know some some different things and and um the like quarrels and you know whatever. But yeah, so it's good, it's fun. It's but yeah, it's a lot of filming. It's like literally three full days, sun up to sundown, for like twenty two minutes of a show.
1: Oh my god! Okay, and so these are these so the clients were they assigned to you or are these real clients that you have?
0: They were real clients and. They had uh they had hit me up and they were like, Hey Dave, they're like, We love house hunters. We went on the website and we applied to be on the show. And we were like in the okay. midst of looking for homes, right? And and they're like, Do you do you mind if we put you down on there? I was like, No, of course not. You know, this is this would be great. And so I coincidentally I had Pytown Productions is the production, or at the time at least was the production company that was responsible for it. And I had actually auditioned for a reality TV show that they wanted to have in Charleston maybe like three months prior, they pitched it to the network and the network decided to not do it. Okay. Um, So it just so happened that like the person at PyTown Productions that I had been talking to for that called me and said, hey, I just saw your name come up with, you know, your clients and we'd love to, you know, come in and do this. Are you available like tomorrow? (laughs) 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 So they literally like flew people out the next day. Okay. And, um, but one of the requirements is that we actually have a home like under contract because they there, there has to be that like they bought something right so so, so to so put wait, it in perspective so so like,
1: this cl- okay go ahead yeah
0: we, we we so we already have we're in the transaction we have a home under contract they know what they're buying so then i had to schedule two more homes to go show them as they spend we an entire day at Two days at yeah, one day at each one, and then yeah. and then and then again, like then we have to go view the home that they're actually buying as if they had never seen it before, so so okay. the reality is is that you know there's like two dummy homes set up, and they're already under contract with this other home, and okay, and, and that, so
1: the two dummy homes are they even for sale, or are they just houses that are like i mean they yeah, they're already for sale because you there's no ways they'd let you in for an entire day
0: no they they were for sale. And, oh. and yeah, and this is this was when homes would sit on the market for a while. So. Uh, okay. So I had to call I, I had to call and you know, there were a lot of homeowners that didn't want their home to be on TV. Right. And, you know, they were worried they're like, gosh, it might make my home look bad if the public sees that Adam and Coos like chose a different one and not mine. And so there was these objections and then we found a couple that were totally okay with it. And uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And in this one part of the show uh, we're walking around the master bedroom and there's this red button above the nightstand. And I was like, Adam, I was like, what do you, what do you think that button does? He's like, I don't know. I was like, why don't, you, why don't you go over there and push it and see what happens. So he goes over and it's like this alarm starts going off. There's like lights start flashing in the house. And it is like the most like loud siren that you could ever imagine. We're like, oh. like we just thought it wouldn't work. This one was like built in 1960. Right. It's a, a panic button. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it is a panic button. We could we could not find out how to turn this thing off. You know, like right. So now now the guy with the camera is like, "Oh, this is the best ever." We're running around, you know, trying to figure out how to turn this off, and he's he's following us around. I'm outside calling the listing agent, you know, like doing one of these. And he's uh-huh. like looking, filming uh-huh. through the window as I'm trying to like find out. So finally, we like found the uh, uh, circuit breakers and cut off the breakers, and it turned off. Right. But, after after the dust settled, the whole production team was like, this is going to be so good. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> really funny. That's awesome. Like, when did your show air? Oh, gosh. This was back in 2015 or 2016. Okay. So oh, I, yeah. You could have a house on the market for a while then. <laughs> back then... If, if you if you sold a house in 90 days, you get calls from people like, how'd you sell it so quick? Right? Exa-
1: yeah, exactly. The nice thing was is you could get all those leads, though, from your houses while they were on the market. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Dave, I really appreciate you spending the time. That was awesome. I think people, you've built a monster, right? And people are like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So I think it's really beneficial for them just to hear the structure, right? One thing we probably didn't get into enough was the... um the behind the scenes of man, how did you hire? Cause you, you mentioned some really key people, right? Like these ISAs and, and the sales manager. And, and we know how important it is to be able to have talented people to be able to trust and help it grow. Exactly. So, um, so maybe we'll have to have you on again and we can dive into how did you find these people and, and how did you teach and train them and keep them in your world and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I really appreciate it, Dave, if somebody wants to get a hold of you because, um, they just want to get in touch. They want to mastermind. They want to network. They want to lean on you, ask you some questions. How would somebody get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, 843 795 7950, or you can email me at dave at com.
1: Perfect. I love it. And then um, if anybody ever has any questions, wants to reach out to us, uh, wants contact information for any of the guests, you know, you can always reach out to us at growwithers.com and then always please everybody if you like this podcast if you want to hear more people like Dave um, tell their stories about you know how they find panic buttons and listings is always make sure and give us a five star review on you know Apple iTunes wherever you get your podcast we love it guys and we really appreciate it and thank you again for listening with the uh, to the team building podcast